Welcome to the first official edition of the Wet Nose Report. I'm Dr. Jessica Grant, and today we're going to talk about otitis. What is otitis? Short answer, it's an ear infection. Ear infections are extremely common in our pets, especially dogs. So why do they happen? Well, there's several predisposing factors that can make pets more susceptible to infections. So let's start with some basic anatomy. Large, floppy, hairy, fluffy ears. While your pet's ears may be one of their cutest features, they aren't exactly designed for cleanliness. Um, the ear can canals are basically just a modified version of skin, kind of like skin rolled up into a cone. The biggest difference between animal ears and human ears is that the canal is longer and it makes almost a 90 degree turn. So it's like L-shaped. It's not as straight of a shot as ours. Unfortunately, this makes a great place for yeast and bacteria to hang out. It's warm, it's moist, it's dark. Lots of times it's very fluffy or hairy. And that's the perfect environment for a gross little party. When you look at that ear, you as the pet owner are kind of only seeing the tip of the iceberg. There are certainly other factors that contribute to ear discomfort. Ear mites, for example, are tiny little insects that actually live within the ears. If there's one good thing about ear mites, and trust me, there's only one good thing about ear mites, it's that it's fairly easily diagnosed and usually quickly treated, but they're gross. Polyps or tumors within the ear canal can also predispose pets to repeated ear infections. Other health issues such as endocrine diseases, low thyroid, etc., allergies can absolutely cause more frequent ear infections as well. So ear infections can be bacterial or fungal or both. If we're concerned about ear problems during your pet's physical exam, we're going to look into the ear with an otoscope to better assess things. This lets us see all that real estate that's not visible from the outside. Often we will take a swab and perform what we call an ear cytology. We take a sample of those ear goobers, put them on a slide, stain them, and look at it under the microscope. We're looking for, is it one type of bacteria, multiple types of bacteria? Is there yeast? What else is going on in there? Some pets can be extremely painful with severe ear infections, and we actually have to sedate them to do a better exam or to treat and clean the ear. If there's a chronic otitis, meaning otitis that's not responding to reasonable medications, we might need to do a culture. And in this case, we take a sterile swab, wipe it into the ear canal, and then send it out to the lab. Once the bacteria grows, it's then tested against antibiotics to see what the bacteria is susceptible to. So how do we treat ear infections? The first step is to get the crud out. We clean the ear as best as possible to remove all of that debris your veterinary team might do this in clinic and or instruct you how to do this at home on a regular basis, depending on the situation. Step number two is to get the meds into that canal so they can start doing their job. Most of the time, this entails once or twice daily ear drops or ointment at home, anywhere from seven days to two weeks or longer in severe cases. <clears throat> There are, all, there are some other options nowadays. 
with longer acting gels or drops that we can put in the ear that stay in there anywhere from a week to three weeks, depending on the product. These are especially helpful in patients who do not allow the owners to medicate at home or cases where the ears are so painful or swollen that initially medicating them is very difficult. Medications for the ears typically contain several ingredients, something for pain, inflammation and swelling, antibiotics, antifungals, or other ingredients that actually help return the ear canal to a more normal environment. As I mentioned, most minor ear infections are treated for, you know, maybe a week to 10 days, but some need longer. Our goal is to try and get a hold of the problem so that it doesn't get that bad. Often we're asked, why do I have to put stuff in the ear? Can't you just give them a shot? Or can I just hide a pill in his food? These are valid questions, so let's talk about it. The problem with ear infections is we really need contact with the ear canal itself. Oral and injectable medications just don't work that well. Sometimes we do add them in to help with the generalized inflammation or allergies that are compromising our ability to handle the ear infection, or if we're concerned there's actually an inner ear infection. Now, let's talk about some at-home tips. So even if your pet's ear seems okay, check it out. Symptoms of an ear infection include head shaking or scratching their ears. A very useful at-home test might seem a little gross, but take a sniff. Lift up that ear flap and see if you notice an odor. Don't hesitate to talk to your groomer. Um, Some dogs do benefit from having the hair in the ear canal plucked out to help the ear kind of breathe a little better and have less stuff accumulating in the canal. But some dogs do actually get more inflammation when the hairs are plucked out of their ears, so it depends on the patient. If plucking is not the best option for your pet, then have the groomer just trim the hair at the canal opening. It kind of lightens the load, gets a little more air in there, keeps it a little bit drier, etc. If your dog is a swimmer, you may want to get uh, talk to your vet to get a good, just generalized ear cleaner to use regularly to kind of rinse out the ears after they go swimming. Well, now you know the basics of ear care for your pet. Take a look. Yes, it's gross, but take a sniff. If you've got a question, give your veterinarian a call. Thank you for listening. Hope you'll join me on future episodes of the Wet Nose Report.